What is good, guys? It is your Boston Brit and the basketball ass himself. Josh, are you good? Yeah, I'm just trying to get it all in shot and not the whole thing. <laughs> basketball ass. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad, man. I'm not too bad. Now, today, guys, is a groundbreaking day because me and Josh are going to put this episode out on video. We're still going to do it on audio, so I'll still throw the audio file out onto uh, onto Apple and Spotify and all your podcast providers. But we thought, you know, why not? Why not do it on video? I think many people. I had, we've had quite. I've had quite a few DMs of people asking, you know, do you ever put the videos out? And I thought, fuck it, why not? Let's do it. I can actually feel the ground breaking around us. <laughs> People are going mad. I, I can. There's people outside my house cheering. There's your backdrop, mate. Everyone's going fucking mental. Look. Yeah. So if you know, obviously this is going to be on YouTube. So uh, we're going to make a brand new YouTube channel for it, etc. And I will put it on. Me and Josh will put it on our social channels anyway. Um, and we'll think of an app for it. It'll probably be at the Garden Party, but we'll confirm that on our socials. So for you guys that. I've only kind of, if this is your first episode watching, basically this is just two fans from the UK talking about the Boston Celtics. And yeah, that is pretty much it in a nutshell. But Josh, do you want to, dis- do you want to explain our kind of vision for this podcast? Because I don't think we kind of just go off on a tangent and go into it. And not many people fully understand what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> you really sounded like someone we're going to mention later in that episode then. No one understands our vision. But yeah, uh, basically, we are two basketball fans, Boston Celtics fans. And what we do is we basically imagine that there is some kind of party going on, a garden party, because we thought, okay, there's a pun about the TD garden. There we go. And now we're basically in a garden party where we have certain guests coming, some people are banned from the party, and then we wrap it up with final orders. So that's the general vibe, and we'll get to that later. Yeah, so obviously we're going into the playoffs, so it's not really a game week to kind of review. There's, 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 there's one game, essentially, which we're going to jump into but for, for you guys that it's the first time listening again, we have a resident DJ or local voice, if you want to call him that, the smoothest guy around. His name is Matt Grant. He runs a YouTube channel uh, called Dr. Race, and he's done our voiceovers. So Matt, take us in to where we're going next. Setting the scene. Prepare yourselves for Nathan and Josh's Celtics game roundup right now. Right, cheers for that, Matt. Okay, so there's only one game this week, Josh, and that was the play-in tournament, which I'm glad we only had one. Well, to be fair, me and you both said last week that we wanted to uh, take that lottery pick, really. But it's the Wizards game. Go for it. What are your, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I'll get to you know what we said last week in a bit, um, yeah. because... We obviously that that has changed, but the yeah we played the uh, Washington Wizards in the playing game, the first playing game, uh, which meant that we automatically would be seeded against the Brooklyn Nets uh, because they were victorious against the Washington Wizards, um, one hundred eighteen to a hundred. Um, my biggest takeaway. Um, of course, was one of the scoring performances in green, but 
my immediate thoughts were what happened to Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I, I have no idea. To be fair, it looks like we, uh, because we didn't, we didn't really lock him down massively, but he was just, I don't know, just didn't fancy it. One of those off nights. And to be honest, I, I'm glad he did have that off night because, well, he's been, he's been averaging stupid numbers, like triple doubles all over the place. Like, I, think, I think he still had like 15 rebounds though, didn't he? something ridiculous oh yeah i mean i mean it says a lot about what he's been doing statistically that this was seen as a down game because he's still got like a pretty heavy double, he got double. Like 20 20 points 15 yeah. rebounds, five assists or something like in any sense of the word like that in the nba as a stat line yeah a good game <laughs> and it was because he just like did it whilst looking semi uninterested it looked like he'd even been kind of space jammed as people um you know fondly call it you yeah. know, all his powers had been removed from his body or he was just completely indifferent some people were saying it's because he didn't want to play the Brooklyn Nets um, and they got their way because they ended up um, pummeling through the uh, the paces and they, they did they, they absolutely the absolutely took them to town I thought was it the stat like they had like a 0.6% chance of getting the playoffs or something I like imagine imagine if you were a betting man and you bet on that like I, I the odds on that must have been ridiculous. The way they were playing early in the season, you would not have done that. It's just, it would have been a bad bet at the time. But unbelievably, I guess some people think just bet on the Brody. Uh, he's, I think he, he's, a, he's a very underrated player in the NBA. Very underrated player. And it's only, well, where I say underrated, I mean, he doesn't really, it's only, it's only now when he's getting his triple doubles, like every, every night, it's when he's getting his recognition. He's kind of one of those players which... Everyone's like, oh, I don't really want him on my team. No. I can't shoot the three and all this kind of nonsense. But he, he goes to prove that. No, it's a, it's a, the, the weirdest thing is, right, I don't necessarily think it's underrated. Well, I do to a degree, but I think mm. the problem with Westbrook is that he's so unbelievably divisive that people either underrate him or massively overrate him. Yeah. And there seems to be no in-between. Like, can't, can't we just... I mean, I mean, there seems to be, obviously, as time moves on, there's more of an acceptance of this is a guy who will put monster numbers on, but you don't necessarily want him leading your team, which is why you see him bouncing, bouncing around the league a lot more in recent years. Mm. Uh, but he is a monster. There's absolutely no way around it. He's like an absolute beast when he's locked in. Um, luckily for Boston in this playing game, that was not one of the games. But there was someone who was locked in. Well, two. Two people. Two people, but... Who, who do you want to go to first? Well, let's go to the classic, another classic Jason Tatum performance. He dropped 58 and four. Um, he was unstoppable. He's sort of been forced into a corner, hasn't he, to kind of uh, put the team on his back. And in recent games, he's been coming up with the goods in the absence of his uh, partner in crime, Jalen Brown. And we'll see if that continues. Um, what did you think of the game? Mate, just uh, okay. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way to the people. Okay, in the space of I think it's like forty-one days now, because I posted this graphic like three days ago on my, on my Instagram. But in the space of like forty-one days, Jason Tatum has dropped fifty-three, forty-four, sixty, and fifty-point games like that. Do you think your prediction for the guys that haven't you know listened to previous episodes? Go back and listen because Josh made a prediction, didn't you? 
about Tatum going to be leading the, he's going to be what the top you said. He's I said lead three the score, of the top five. Yeah. I said three of the top five scoring performance in Celtics uh, regular season history is what I said, I believe. Um, and then I doubled down on that on Twitter a couple of days later saying he will make up for over half of the overall uh, Celtics single game scoring list. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. And I think that, I actually think that is not even like an, an ambitious. It's not even a hot take anymore, man. <laughs> no. but, but the incredible thing regarding that is that this specific game where he did drop 50 that's like a it was almost like a um, a pirate game it's like a, in the nba's version of international waters statistically it like doesn't count as a regular season game it doesn't count yeah. as a playoffs game complete kind of rogue no man's land but i would say that we can now celebrate the fact that Tatum is officially the leading scorer in play in history, and we should enjoy that moment. Definitely. And he's going into form, going into the playoffs, so he's going to have to carry us a fair chunk, but we're going to talk about our other main man coming into a bit of form, and that is Kemba Walker. Now, talk to me a bit about Kemba. I mean, I, I was very... I'm, I'm happy that he's you know, his, his performances are stepping up. You can see like he's more confident, more assertive, more aggressive on the court. He's, you know, taking, uh, he's taking better shots. He's, his movement's a lot better from where he was at the start of the season as well. And I'm very excited to see Kemba going to the playoffs. Um, and hopefully, you know, he can, he can fill that small void that we have without Jalen Brown in the sense of just, you know, that kind of level of performance which Jalen's been given all season. Uh, talk to me a little bit about Kemba. So the reputation of Brad Stevens has taken a bit of a battering this year. Yeah, I don't like that. People have gone up and down on him, some rightfully so, and some of it's just been so beyond his control that, you know, it's the team has literally never been fully healthy all year. Um, but... Kemba Walker's form rounding out at this time of the year seems extremely ideal for the Brad Stevens vision of his health this year and the load management, the lack of back-to-backs. Well, hopefully the plans, the plan's going to play, uh, play out, I think, hopefully. Well, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> Kemba dropped 29-7 against the Wizards. Um, mm-hmm. he, he came up big when it mattered and has done in recent uh, games and we'll see if that kind of low management waiting for that moment does pay off um but it's uh, be interesting to see because he's got one hell of a challenge ahead of him he has he has and like, like just go but just to touch on it with the whole brad stevens thing it's the same with any coach no matter what sport you're in there's only so much that a coach or a manager or whatever can do for a team they, they have a game plan and I won't be fine. Brad Stevens has taken some shocking Celtics teams to, you know, some great playoff runs. So, you know, you've got to give him credit. So, we you know, he's a very, very smart coach. He is a great coach. And if the guy, if, if you know, if your players aren't performing, if your players aren't doing the business, no matter what you do as a coach, you can't do fuck all. Like, you just can't. No. It's, it's just not. It's just, it's just something which you... It's it's wild. The amount of like people I see on Twitter and Instagram is going at Brad saying fire him, fire him. I was like, well, who are you going to replace him with? Yeah, like 
it in the bin. Like, it's all re- it's relative to expectation, isn't it? You know, like like you said, when he was making Jordan Crawford Player of the Week in like 2013 or whatever, like that was like, oh my god, this guy's a genius. Look at the way he's able to foster this talent that he basically doesn't have any talent at his disposal. He's able to maximize the return. Like he's incredible at that. And what most people see his next challenge as is the like actually getting this, the team to compete. But you know, he's taken taking this like incredibly young team to like three Eastern Conference finals. So, I mean, that's literally one step away from the finals. And then you're literally at the top, the the top of the pyramid, Red, like the next step is the title. So he's got incredibly close so far. So not having any faith in him at this point does seem a bit wild, but I do stand by my take about five episodes uh, previous that I wish he would uh, shout at people more. <laughs> He's too nice, but to be fair, we don't know what he's like in the locker no, room. We don't. So no, we don't. He could be, you know, all uh, all fairy dust on the outside, and then in, in the locker room, he could be shouting at people. But I highly doubt that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, he's just like that big, that big cuddly. That well, he's not big, is he? He's like that. Just a little cuddly. That fun call that you like, you know, that fun uncle that you always meet at a wedding. You just like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see him. He's going to get me loads of shots and beers and stuff. And my parents aren't going to know shit until I'm absolutely off my off my nut. <laughs> I completely forgot what a funkle was then. And I honestly, when you said that, I was like, don't take it down a weird path. Because I thought it was like a like a, a, a meal for or a deal for something. Oh, mate, like, what the hell? Why are we I, going? What's going I, on there? I don't know. Let's move on. Let's we've got move a little on. bit, to be fair, we've got a little bit deeper into the pod episode this time before it got weird. Last time it was talking about your bloody bum or something like that, wasn't it? Something ridiculous. My bloody bum. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Right. It let's wasn't move. about a bloody bum. A bloody yeah. bum. Let's move. I don't know why I said bloody. I, I, I say fuck all the time on this podcast. I thought I was trying to be PC about it, but anyway. We're trying to make it like more British for the YouTube. Yeah, exactly. That's it. But let's, let's, uh, let's move on a little bit. Now, we've got a little bit of a twist on this bit because it's not really a new segment, but it's, it's kind of a we are honouring our Hall of Fame-ers because we need to talk about the 2020 class first. But... We also got a 2021 class inductee too. But let's talk. First off, massive congratulations to KG. Like after watching his speech and to be fair, that whole ceremony was that whole it, it was amazing. Like, you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Vanessa Bryant did very, very well on that. I thought it was a, you know, for her to hold herself um in such probably one of the most emotional speeches she's probably gonna make other than at Kobe's funeral. It is uh yeah, she she yeah she did she did very very well. But let's talk a little bit about KG, and I know we've got a special video now for you guys. That uh, again, if you're watching first on YouTube, me and Josh like to do a fun video part way through an episode. Whether it's you know say if Tatum's had a good game, we'll do a highlight video over some. And if you haven't seen the latest ones, go over to um, our Twitters and Instagram accounts, and you'll see Jason Tatum's. Um, 60 point game to I'm like a bird uh, from Nelly Furtado that was our last one but this time we've got a KG one now Josh you always pick the song and always do the edit so what song are we going with for KG 
So, I mean, usually I'll go for something quite silly. Uh, you know, for example, when Danilo Gallinari destroyed the Celtics, we went for that some more, right? Um, and we did uh, Je T'aime, I believe. Oh, no, we did Bo Bo Bonnie and Clyde um, for Evan Fournier dropping threes. Uh, so we usually have some kind of theme like that. The theme this time is just that Kevin Garnett is a Celtics legend. So I wanted to use a song with legend in it, and I wanted to use an epic song. So I went for the song uh, Bygone, Bygone by Volcano Choir, um, because he's a legend. Yeah, and to be fair, I, I didn't know what this song was until you until Josh played it for me. So actually a pretty good song. So Josh, we're going to have to use one of your songs at some point. Not many people know this about you, but I know you're a little uh, musician yourself. So we're going to have little to, musician. Uh, little musician. <laughs> Because you're five foot five, aren't you? But mm. we thought that <laughs> we thought. I think at the end of the season, for the end of the season awards that me and Josh are going to do, we're going to have to use one of your. We're going to have to use your song. We're going to have to do it. Uh, fair uh, enough. As fair the theme enough. tune. As the theme tune, we're going to have to do it. But anyway, right now we're going to do KG to what was the song? Volcano choirs bygone. Let's go for it. He's a legend. I'm a legend. And we both go tripping through the door. Stevens has now got the point ball. And Gordon with the steal. Kevin Garnett with the steal. And why are you so constant? Are we going on a cutback? Where we're all contemporary stumbling. Tossing off your compliments while sexing on your partner. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Okay, right. So, guys, that's the kind of content you're going to expect on this weird and wonderful podcast, to be honest. Um, <laughs> okay, so, Josh, where are we going to go next? Where's Matt going to take us next? Matt's not going to take us anywhere quite yet because I want to, oh, okay. get, I want to get... Firstly, I want to share that I also thought that KG's um, Hall of Fame... Uh, speech was fantastic and surprisingly reserved uh, you him. you kind of expected him to do a bit of an MJ Hall of Fame speech where he just calls out his haters but no he was really reserved and it was really classy um, and like you said the whole ceremony was fantastic uh, Vanessa's was just super naturally composed and mm. be beautiful loved the weird like um combative kind of thing that she had with him you know how like couples will often like wind each other up she was continuing that like she was speaking to him directly a nice insight into their relationship and then uh tim duncan man he just freestyled it and he was great i loved it it was proper warm compassionate and brilliant again again another very underrated NBA player if you looked at his stat line if you looked at his accolades you'd be like what oh my gosh this, you know, it's very underrated. Greatest, greatest of his generation, in my 100%. opinion. 100%. Yeah, Can't underrated. argue with that. Can't argue um, that. Yeah, uh, but to, to, to go to um, what else I wanted to talk about uh, was I want to hear your Nets predictions as we head into this series. So we, we've got the Brooklyn Nets, the uh, Harlem Globetrotter Brooklyn Nets um, ahead of us. And... I also have to just need to, I need to confront something, right? In the previous episode, as we mentioned, 
we basically agreed that we wanted the Celtics to lose the game and head into the lottery for the greater good to get a top, you know, to get a lottery pick and improve and come back stronger next year. I have to talk about my hypocrisy there and say, I suggested on that episode that, you you know, that would happen and that should happen. Um, But now that the underdog series against the Nets is about to begin, I am all in. Whether Boston managed to scrape one game, managed to upset, whatever, I am all in because I love being an underdog. I love what Stephen said this week when he said about, you know, loads of people lost their minds about it, but it's like, it's the oldest trick in the book saying, you know, it's Brooklyn's to lose. They should win. You know, that's that's uh, my yeah, game 101. And I, I absolutely love it. So I'm all in. What are you saying about how this series is going to go? Well, I'm going to do the reverse psychology. I'm going to do a Brad Stevens and be like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get absolutely swept. It's gonna we're gonna it's not gonna be great, it's not gonna be fun. But that's not gonna happen, guys. You know, the Boston Celtics. I don't know. I I, I think it is right. We've lost every we've lost every regular season game against them this season, haven't we? We had a couple of close ones. Um and I I, I just with Jalen Brown and you know Yeah, uh, I mean I'm not look, that's they've got Kyrie, KD, James Harden. Allen as well like they are an unbelievable scoring team like if you're going to beat the Brooklyn Nets the only way to beat them is to outscore them and that is Jason Tatum getting 60 point games that is Kemba Walker getting games it's like they are for us to get through this series like as much as I hate to say that you know we it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. But you can never. The NBA is so unpredictable. So that that's kind of my mindset. Is that I'm I'm going I'm going into it as an as an underdog because we are underdogs. Although the Brooklyn Net, we'll talk about that in a bit. But they seem to think they're the underdogs of the NBA and weird fan base. Weird fan base. But we, I, I think we. I think we. I think we'll take a couple of games. I think game four. I think it's game four at, the, at TD. Um, Boston has just announced that they're doing a pretty much a max crowd. So that is going to be a full, fully packed out TD Garden for that game. Now, the, the players haven't played in front of, that's, that's Brooklyn as well. Like no, no team has played really in front of that many fans all season or for over, God knows how long now. It must be about 14 months or something like that. You know, so it's going to be Weird to see, but it's going to be super exciting because I'd love to see how Kyrie, Kyrie's going to be injured for that game probably, but how how is he going to handle that? Because there's no, no amount of fucking sage is going to help you against a fully packed TD Garden. So my, my take is, uh, one thing I want to say is, right, so for the whole year I've been saying, look, it's not looking good now. The roster formation isn't perfect, but once the rotations shrink in the postseason and all that matters is the core of the team, uh, the Boston will be in a good position. That obviously was considering when Jalen Brown was available. Jalen Brown is a top-level young player in this in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the, like there are 
even though it's a really young team, there are players where this isn't their first rodeo. You know, Tristan Thompson has played in huge, humongous games. Jason Tatum has played in the Eastern Conference Finals a number of times. Marcus Smart has played in some really, really meaningful games and come up with big moments that changed the game, including against some bloke with a beard that used to play in Houston. Um, it, yeah, it, my heart is saying Celtics in seven. Uh, my head is saying the Nets in probably six, which is actually more credit than most people are giving Boston. Um, I think we'd have a series if Jalen was available, but like this, I'm going to go come out and put it on the line. This is not going to be a sweep. Mm, who know? Who knows? Right? Who knows? The, the Celtics could have. We could have been bottling all of this. Uh, we could have been holding back all season just for this moment. I think it's not, not going to be a sweep. If, if if we got through Brooklyn for. The like you know for whatever reason and the basketball gods were looking down on us. Where would where would you see would you see us going Eastern Conference Finals? Would you see us going? Where would you see us going if we if we top, if we topple Brooklyn? That's a big like. I mean the 76ers that 76ers are terrible in the playoffs. Like we know this. Like they yeah obviously they were they're great this season but different different team. They are a different they're a different animal and a different beast this year but. I still think someone, I don't know why in my head, not the fact that I hate them, but just there's just something about them. That I just feel like in the playoffs, they just crumble. And I can't wait to see Joe and B cry again. I, I, I uh, enjoyed last year's series as much as anybody. Uh, I kept listening to that one, two, three, four, five, sixes song constantly. And I was, I was all over it. You know, I was, it was just ironically listening to that song constantly. Um, uh, they are a different team. I'd actually back Boston uh, considerably more uh, to take some games from Brooklyn than I would uh, the Sixers this year, just because of the balance of, 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 of defense and offense and, uh, you know, Look, Brooklyn has some serious stars and have an unbelievable amount of scoring power, but I think the Sixers would just, in the second round, would just be an absolute annihilation, personally. Sorry yeah, to without, bring that bummer onto the conversation. <laughs> without Jalen, though, without Jalen, we are... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be it's going to be an uphill battle. I think... I think we have a good chance to take some games from Brooklyn, definitely. Especially, yeah. like I said, with the ones where everyone's coming back into TD. I think that's going to be, they're going to be the games which we will probably do well in and take. But anyway, we'll, let's we'll, just wait and we'll, see. We'll talk about the fans and the impact they have in a moment. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we're going to shoot on to our next segment. So, guys, our next segment is all about uh, the guest list, isn't it? Guest, and, guest list and band list, really. So, what we're going to do is we're going to fire over to Matt again. Matt is going to take us into it. He's going to take us into the guest list first. So, yeah, shoot. The guest list. It's party time. Let's reveal who Nathan and Josh have invited to the garden this week. Okay, so Josh, who is on your guest list this week? Top of the guest list this week is uh, Mr. Kemba Walker. We've already spoken about him today and his recent performances. I'm excited for him. Um, incredibly turbulent season. Most fans have kind of made their mind up that it's time to maybe move on from Kemba. He's not a, he's not a future piece uh, within the structure of the team and the, the salary. But in the moment, in this very moment, he's showing that he has true value and that he is willing to kind of at least make this, uh, you know, series at least. A, a game by game, it's going to be a competition. And if so, that will be largely due to Kemba's contribution. Um, mm. I also have... 
extra sympathy for him because he accidentally wore a jacket that was um, adjacent to a far right organization the other day and then apologized to it. Like that is a serious boo boo. Um, but I've got, um, I'm sure his intentions were not to spread far right imagery. But anyway, um, Kemba Walker. See that. I didn't see that. Yeah, look it up. It's not even worth discussing now. But basically, oh, okay. yeah, he, he accidentally came in with a cool looking jacket that just happens to be something pretty nasty. But right. Okay. To be fair, we've got to remember as well, Kemba is the smoothest, calmest, nicest bloke you'll probably ever meet, to be honest. So whatever he did, probably didn't mean it. Definitely didn't mean it. Like I said, yeah, Kemba, like we discussed, he is coming into his 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 form at the right time. And hopefully he can carry that on because he's going to have to. He's got no choice, really. He's going to have to help Jason because Brooklyn are going to lock down Jason, definitely. There's all they all that's all they have to do is smother Jason. Whether that works for them, who knows? But anyway, my guest list. It's the same every week, mate. Like it's the same every week. It's Jason Tatum. Like you just you just can't. The guy, the guy like we spoke about earlier in like what forty one days and the amount of points he's he, point games he's dropped. He can't not be. In it. I mean, he he must be employee of the month in this party or guest of the month multiple he has his own fucking shrine in it to be honest he's been in it so many times he's i there's no isn't no, we've spoken about it so many times but we there's no more words i can say to describe him he is just on the guest list no I, I think he needs a gold card mate we need to create like a nando's gold card scenario i mean Tatum. so yeah well, anything you want to add about Jason, to be honest? I think we've kind of added everything. We caress him every week. Yeah, enough, enough said. He's incredible. Okay. So we're going to move on to the last segment, which we do, which is essentially, to be fair, it's not really, it's more the basketball ass's last orders. It's more Josh's last orders, really. So, um, no, nah, man, no, nah, man, you've, look, I know that we've just brought this to the, um, streaming world, the video world, but you've missed the ban list. Oh my god, I have. I've actually missed the ban list. So, I've, how, how have I done that? I mean, it's, it's probably all it's the juiciest it's first, part of the first show. Episode first episode nerves, clearly. Yeah. So, so we, I mean, we, we did, we, yeah, we've got a ban list. Let's do the ban list. Matt, take us to the ban list. The band list. Let's see whose invitations went into the bin and certainly won't be RSVPing for the garden party. Okay, right. Now, before we go into Josh's last orders, we're going to do our band list. Now, Josh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. You want me to go first? I feel like this is going to, this is going to pump you up, mate. I'm waiting for you to go bright red and just start losing your shit. So my, ba- my, my band list this week is Brooklyn Nets fans. You are not hard done by. You have three of arguably the best players in the fucking league in your team. You've got an unbelievable roster. You are not a fucking underdog in any sense of the word. You know, like if you lose this, if you lose, if you do not win this chip this season, I it's, it, it's, it's un- unimaginable with the fucking roster you have. Like, it's even worse than when the Celtics had Kyrie and Haw- uh, Hawford. And, like, it's even worse than that. So you are not hard done by. 
stop putting stupid takes out on Twitter and Instagram and all this. Like, stop putting stupid stuff out saying, oh, uh, you know, I've seen people saying, oh, yeah, well, I think, you know, there's going to be a tough series against, you know, I, I don't I don't think, you know, are we going to beat the 76ers or all this kind of shit? Like, no, right? Your fucking roster is a championship winning team. And if you don't win, it's a failure. Now, Josh. Yeah, I feel like... Any- yeah, sorry. I feel like there has been a bit of a uh, identity crisis with Brooklyn fans, where this year they've been desperate, absolutely desperate, to be um, not quite underdogs, but to feel as though that people are counting them out. Let me speak on behalf of the rest of the basketball world, if I may. Nobody is counting you out. You have com- you have assembled the Avengers in terms of offensive basketball on your team you are expected to win and if you don't like Nathan said it will be seen as of not necessarily yeah it'll be seen as a failure because you have gone from a team that is the you know the plucky underdogs that are rebuilding from basically nothing and you know what Sean Marks respect to get into this point because he did that with an empty barrel Mm -hmm. and it was incredible and it was great to watch but that changed when you assembled this team. And you cannot, you have to move with the times. You are no longer plucky underdogs. No one is counting you out. This whole nobody believes in me thing is a thing of the past. Everyone thinks you should win. Just to, You just have to accept you are the bad guys, right? That's just what happens. When you're on top, you're the bad guys, accept that. But I think that that fits perfectly with who is banned on my list because I think it has a trickle-down effect from the top. The players have an effect on the fan base. So if I if I may, Go for it. this is my banned list. Look, I, look, it goes without saying... Boston fine, uh, sorry, Boston fans have kind of shown signs recently um, that they are a little bit too hung up on this guy, um, and I've I've been guilty of it on a number of occasions, and I've actually written articles about him that are probably in hindsight unfair, and you know he does have some issues that you know I hope he gets better from. He's championed a lot of causes that are like really really fantastic and really progressive. He's clearly a really compassionate guy, which is more important than anything that happens on the court. But my lord almighty, does Kyrie Irving talk some nonsense? Right. So I'm waiting for Brooklyn fans. Are any Brooklyn fans listening to this now? They're just going to make they're going to be like. Oh, don't talk about our Lord Saviour, Kyrie Irving, like that. So this isn't even a Boston thing, right? Look, I'm, I'm over that. Like, I'm unbelievably relieved he's not on the team. He's an incredible player. Look, he's an incredibly talented player. He's probably going to score one million points against Boston in this series. But what an unbelievable relief it is when he moves on from your team and you don't have to listen to constant faux philosophy and nonsense and him using words that don't make sense in the context of the sentence that he's using and just trying desperately to appear more interesting than he is. He said this week, no one really saw the vision that we had. We probably won't get the credit until 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line. That's just how history goes. What are you talking about nobody saw the vision what so nobody saw the vision that if you team up with your all-star friends that will then make you kind of favorites you haven't played 
You haven't played a game that matters at all yet. He's literally speaking about himself like they're the 86 Celtics or they're the Showtime Lakers or even they're the Heatles where they went on to win the championships. Mm-hmm. They may have not won seven, as they said they would. Um, but the Brooklyn Nets haven't played a meaningful game yet. And he's talking about how they haven't got credit for the vision they had. What are you talking about, mate? Seriously, he's banned. See you later. And I think as well, if any Brooklyn fan, uh, we've got Brooklyn friends, haven't we, fans that are friends? Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're gonna great guys. This, and they're just going to put rent free. They're just going to they're just going to tell us the Brooklyn Nets are rent free in your head. It's like no, they're not rent free in our heads. It's just any normal thinking fucking person would hear shit like that and be like, even even if Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown come out with that, all the Celtics fans would be like, what the fuck are you on about? Yeah. So like, it's just, they, yeah. they, they're not living rent-free in our heads because they mortgaged everything and bought all the property on the street. There's no rent involved. We're on Mayfair, aren't they? Fucking hell. Yeah, they, look, this is the time they have to win. They went out and they mortgaged, the, look, they've bought the entire street. There's no rent involved. We don't care. Look, we expect you to win. It's done now. Those moves have been made. Kyrie's talking nonsense elsewhere. Like I said, respect to him as a person, but oh, I don't, I'm so glad I don't have to listen to him talk about my basketball team anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on from that lovely, uh, lovely little rant, should we move into our last segment, which actually is our last segment now? So, Matt, take us into Josh's last orders. Last orders. Get those last rounds in now, guys and gals. It's almost closing time for the garden party this week. And to tell you the truth, Gwen, I'm absolutely twatted. There you go, Josh. To be fair, it usually becomes a... uh, Well, no, it's, it's always been a last orders... It's kind of like you're the philosopher. You you come up with some kind of like nice thing to end on. Most of our episodes usually end badly because of losses, but I think we're like we can get a positive vibe out of this one. So, Josh, what's your last orders on this? Yeah, it's sort of like the the way that most Jerry Springer's episodes used to end. It would come up with a Jerry. You are not the father. Yeah, <laughs> not quite as dramatic as that. But I I learned a lesson recently. Um, I touched on our um, hypocrisy and how I wanted the team to go to the lottery. And while getting better over the long term and, you know, building the team to a better position over the summer is really exciting. You know, that's what makes the NBA and, you know, a 12 month sport. We constantly care about the league because of things like the draft and the free agency being in a position to get stronger is really exciting. But there is nothing more exciting than playoff basketball, regardless of how unlikely a victory is. Because like I said, to the Brooklyn Nets fans that are listening and have continued listening from beyond my Kyrie rant, um, you are going to win this series. Um, It's an unlikely victory for Boston, but it doesn't make it any less exciting, uh, you know, or, you know, albeit difficult. So let's go Celtics. And uh, that, those are my last orders. So that was a, was that positive? Was it a, it was kind of like a mixed, like it was kind of like a. It was kind of like, look, we're going to lose. We are the underdogs. We're underdogs. Look, <laughs> go, go the underdogs. <laughs> I think it was basically me saying the season's been shit. We're not going to get a lottery pick and we're going to lose this series. So let's go Celtics. Woo! 
Okay, guys. Now, typically, we uh, typically, it's, well, no, I was gonna say typically it's more positive than that, but it fucking isn't. Like it hasn't been all season. But anyway, that's it. That is our first episode on video as well. So, well, like I said, we are gonna put it out on our normal audio channels. Um, but we're, you know, we're gonna create a dedicated garden party YouTube and. Uh, just kind of go from there really and obviously if you guys like this kind of video content if you you know if you like prefer to look at mine and josh's ugly faces uh every week rather than just listening to us just just let us know because we're more than happy to do video content i did actually just speak for you as well like you might not think you're ugly mate but you know it's uh we're just a couple of celtics fans who yeah it's like talking about boston celtics but anyway josh these guys seem to back me so (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Let's end it there then, shall we? But guys, yeah. Cheers. And we'll be back next week. Hope well. We'll be back next week, whether it's positive or not, we don't know. So it could be a short episode next week. But yeah, remember to like, review, share the pod. Obviously, watch if you're watching it on YouTube, drop a like, hit the subscribe button, and obviously hit that notification button. And you'll just be notified when me and Josh put something out, really. It's pretty much just deep as it goes so that is it that is it for another week of the garden party hope you guys enjoyed it yeah till next week peace until next week and don't don't forget come closer come closer the brooklyn nets needed to use their star player to subsidize their ticket sales that one there was a violation personally i wouldn't have it yeah that's it guys peace out